Welcome to Finding My Yum, a sex-positive podcast celebrating all forms of sexual expression. Each week, we bring on a new guest to share their journey. We talk honestly and openly about what they're into and what sex, kinks, love, and more look like in the real world. I'm Jerry Courtney Austin. And I'm Will Lentz. And we are your hosts. And today we are thrilled to have Rebecca Tolk here to talk all about her embodiment portraits. Uh, But before we get into that, um, my partner and I moved in together. You did. Congratulations. Yeah, Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, Yeah, it's so interesting because we've basically been living together through the pandemic. Um, But now it is like on paper and we're both on the lease and both of our things are in the apartment and we have like way more space. Um, And it's been like a really interesting ride, like so so many emotions. (laughs) I'm sure. yeah, so how long? It's been like what two weeks now since, uh, or or has it like not even been that yet? No, it's been like almost. It's a nine days. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I mean, who's counting? But. Yeah, um, no, it's crazy. It's like I'm so overwhelmingly happy and joyful, and I, I, yeah, it's like our communication has been awesome, and like setting up a new place together is an experience that I've never had. Um, of course, with my last partner, he moved into my space. Um, and so this is totally new, like creating something new, figuring out where everything's going to go, um, has been super fun. And, and also, you know, it just, you know, you think that you, let me personalize it, excuse me. I thought that I've worked through so much of my stuff, um, especially with my last relationship, which ended, um, pretty intensely, um, you know. And so moving in together, I was like, okay, you know, I've processed a lot of that. I worked through a lot of that trauma. And man, I I mean, it's just, it's there. It's present and it's just a part of my history. And so I've had a lot of fear come up um, and a lot of, you know, just like past trauma kind of show itself. And so it's been this really interesting process of breathing and recognizing that it's a different person and a different situation entirely, you know? Um, and, and yeah, like, and just like sitting with it instead of like pushing it aside and being like, Oh, you don't count it, you know, ignore it. Like being like, okay, cool. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, it's a lot of stuff and it gets to just be there. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, uh, I think one of the things that really kind of, I think the interesting you know, thing, a parallel to draw there is like, you guys were basically living together before, but now there is like this piece of paper that you signed on mm-hmm. saying for at least the next year, we are committed to yeah. uh, this sort of concept, right? Um, but, you know, I I think for me, I sometimes go through that if I'm committing to a job or if I'm like signing a lease somewhere else. And I'm like, oh, well, the worst, worst case scenario, I could in theory just like throw all my stuff in my car and sure. just drive away. Sure. So that is, that, that is, that at least helps like ease the permanence fear around it but at the same time i mean i think it's it's probably because you feel so strong about uh your position and the choices that you're making that it that that permanence kind of feel because your intent is to uh continue on in that direction and so yeah. um i think yeah it's, it makes sense that you'd be processing a lot with that but I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's like going well and smoothly despite 
the occasional like, oh my gods, uh, <laughs> which is very, it's very exciting. I'm excited for you. Yeah, you know, I I'm a person that really overschedules to what uh, I know crazy. Um, uh, so yeah, I just like pack my schedule so I don't have to feel things and I don't have to process or deal. And so I finally given myself like Sunday was like a do nothing day. Um, and and it and it finally has been nice because I feel like you know, those old coping mechanisms I'm, I'm is particularly from the pandemic have not served me because I, I, there wasn't just as much to do. Like I just was like forced to kind of sit down and fucking relax. Um, <laughs> and, and so the more that I've done that, the, the more that I definitely feel, um, yeah, more at peace. And it has nothing to do with my partner, you know. It, it, it's it's all this, like, fear coming up of, like, oh, my God, what if it ends in the same way, you know. And and, and so, you know, that stuff coming up. And, and it's so different and it's so awesome and the place is amazing. And, um, you know, it's, it's so much bigger. And I don't know if I've said this before, but, like, at the old space, I really realized, like, we were in a tiny one bedroom, like a tiny, mm-hmm. tiny one bedroom. And I was very small. Like, I had made myself very small without knowing it. Like, it was very unconscious. And so moving into this place, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how I have so much more room. Like, there, I can that's just awesome. really expand. Um, and that's been an interesting feeling, too, of, of realizing, like, oh, wow, uh, effects of things that I just had no idea. You know, like that's, you just don't know until you know. That's a, a that I'm going to actually take the opportunity here to segue into the episode, because I think that one of the things that she talks about that I brought up to find very interesting is not being aware of the way that you're communicating your inside emotions externally. Um, and she's a photographer. And so she said a lot of times uh, early on when she was starting to get into this, she would take pictures of people and they would look at them and or together they would look at them and be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I was carrying this like anger or fear in me that I'm seeing now in these pictures. And I would love to, you know, in the next, you know, in a couple of years from now, take a look back at your pictures from um, when you were living in your one bedroom to where you are now and see if you're carrying yourself differently. I, I found that part, part to be super interesting. Um, yeah. And I think it's very applicable too. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I love everything that Rebecca is doing, especially with the um, embodiment coach process beforehand of really getting clear yes. on like, what do you want to exude in these photos? And how do you want to show up? And how can we create that safe space? Because being in front of a camera can be incredibly stressful and incredibly scary, um, even if you like it and you're used to it. Like, I hate getting headshots taken, you know? So it's like, it, what a beautiful gift to be able to um, just create that environment and set like such a clear intention so that you can enjoy this thing that you've spent money on that you want, right? right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you're going to love her. Uh, I loved hearing about her journey as well. It, it's super fascinating. And um, so without further ado, enjoy. Yay! Welcome to Finding My Yum. I'm so excited. Today we have Rebecca Tolk, a fine art portrait photographer. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. This yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Are you, you're on the East Coast right now, right? Or Yeah, I'm in Florida. Oh, okay. Is it warm there? It's warm there all the time, right? No, it's cold. I'm walking around with wool socks today. But I mean, let me tell you, our cold is like 50 degrees, but we're used to being at 90. So sure, sure, sure. it's different than when I lived up north. It's it's very strange, but yeah. it's good. I mean, 
It's the same thing here. It's like if it gets 65, I'm freezing and I can't I have my like heater on full blast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, amazing. I'm so excited that we got connected through the Visible as Fuck um, Facebook group, which is Julia Wells, a pussy-based business coach Facebook group, which is super exciting. And so I'd love to just dive right in. Um, I know that you're doing embodied remote portrait sessions, and I want to get into to all the juicy details about what that is and, and what the service is that you're offering, because I think it's so freaking cool. Um, but I'd love to just start with your journey um, with your art and your own embodiment journey to this point. So um, yeah, wherever you would like to start, and then and then we can kind of work our way to the present. <laughs> well, um, as far as my embodiment journey, um, it it's really been um, the my work that's led me to it. So when I first, well, let's see, where should I start? Um, if, uh, hmm. There's a lot. I know it's a lot. <laughs> I a specific question. My brain's like all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do you study? Um, like, did you always want to do photography? Like, was this and like capturing people's essence? Like, was that something that you were always drawn to, or was it all different types of art? Yes, that's a good question. So um, I started photography when I was 15 in high school. I actually was in theater most of my young life. And then when I hit puberty, I got scared. Like I couldn't, I couldn't be on stage anymore. Like I just froze. So I switched from drama class to photography class. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's just, it, it, it just went that way. And then um, I had gone to college for a couple of years and it didn't, it wasn't my thing. So um, when I was about, um, 21, I started my business. I was, I had met a group of, um, women. There was an entrepreneurial business coach that I really resonated with. I didn't really know what it was or what I was doing, but I showed up and they helped me start my business. They said, you know, what do you love to do? Cause like I was working at a health food store. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I said, I love, <laughs> I, I love to be with people and I love to take pictures. And they were like, okay, well, let's, let's get you started taking pictures of people. And so um, those women were my first clients. And it was really interesting. Like I can see now um, who I who I was then that I, I didn't know because I, like I was at the time I could sense that I was like a reality mirror. One of the women was just, she was stunning. She was so beautiful. And I photographed her and all her pictures came out angry. Oh, right? interesting. Like, like, and I didn't see it in the shoot, right? Like I was young, I was just starting. I didn't even have a sense of myself. Um, but she was definitely on her own healing journey and she wasn't mad. She was like, oh my God, I'm angry. I, I have some healing to do. Like it reflected back to her what she needed to see for her next steps. And I can see now that that's how I work, that I connect with people's essence, you know, and that, that I connect with their souls. And that's what I did when I shot weddings. And kids are easy because they are just, souls like yeah, they're, they're just running around souls you know like yeah they're unadulterated just like I'm here yeah. <laughs> I've arrived yeah I mean the two to five year olds were my favorite all my friends at the time who were shooting thought I was crazy because I mean a two-year-old but like I loved that like just running around after them as they explore their world so that sure. was really great um 
but yeah, now I can see, you know, as I've grown and matured, like I can see now um, that I do connect with people's essence and, and I can see now when upset or discomfort or anger or something, you know, shows up in the, in the photo shoot, in the session, and then we can pause, you know, mm -hmm. I now have that tool and that skill to, to pause and let's, let's see what's there. Let's sit with it for a minute. Um, yeah. And I love this idea of being able to see somebody's essence. And so I'm curious, is your own journey with your own essence and your own healing and your own exploration, has that, do you think that it's, it's driven you to find people who are reflecting something similar or something different or, or that it's indicating for you a different direction to go? I mean, I think it's a symbiotic relationship, but I, I, I'm curious about your own participation in, in the people that you're, you're bringing into your sphere that you are photographing, that are, um, that you're able to help on this, on, on their healing journey. How did that affect you? you and your healing journey? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I believe we attract, you know, like attracts like, right? Like I, I believe I attract clients who are on a journey of some sort, a journey of awakening, you know, of opening. So we are already in inside the same conversation. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that happens. But then I'll photograph women who you know, who are further along their awakening than me, right? Like I'm exploring my own sexuality right now and my own sexual empowerment. And I'll see women who have totally embraced that and I'll be photographing them. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, whoa, like, oh, that's what I want. You know, like it's, it's like, it's like it, they don't know it, but they're holding space for me to step into that. And, mm. and I, and I just, you know, I see through this, this filter through my eyes, through my soul, you know, their, their beauty and their radiance and the moments where they're at, you know, mm -hmm. and also the people who might be in a different place in their journey where I've already been, you know, like I can hold a lot of compassion and empathy and, um, and hold space for that too. Yeah. I love that. I think it, <laughs> that's one of the big, like the most powerful things about art is we come to it from our own experience and take whatever whatever we need in the moment which could change right like um yeah I can always be evolving um and so so when you decided to start your own business what was the what was the journey after that I think off mic we were talking about how um yeah it, it kind of allowed you like when you were when you were photographing children it gave you some insight into your own desires to have kids or not have kids and 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 you know investigating weddings and what love looks like and what you wanted to create and so I'd love to chat a little bit about that sure I mean I I never realized it at the time like what's sure. happening but when I look back although now I actually realize it but I did start my business with the women and then um um and and those were just the the business women who were teaching me business, right? So they were my support, but then I got into kids and I can see now that that's really where I saw a lot, learned a lot about children and mm -hmm. learned that I didn't want to have children mm -hmm. and learned that I wanted to support children. Like I saw some really great parenting and I saw some really poor parenting and yeah. it was really hard to, to watch that piece. Um, so, 
you know, it just helped me kind of see where, you know, where I wanted to be with, with all that. And then, um, you know, I, I took on a wedding, someone asked me to shoot their wedding and I was like, okay, it's my first, if you're okay with that. <laughs> like, why don't you pay me afterwards in case nothing works? Sure. <laughs> I was so nervous, but it was great. Like they were great. In fact, I'm still Facebook friends with them. I mean, it was really wonderful, but that, you know, brought me, I think I did eight or 10 years of weddings after that. And oh, I wow. really saw a lot about union and love commitment. Um, goodness, religion in a way I was in a lot of churches and temples. And so that really showed me, um, I don't know, it just kind of helped solidify my beliefs about marriage and, you know, what I wanted for myself. Um, also some, some things I saw about religion for myself. So that was really interesting. And then, um, what was the, what was the takeaway? What did you, what do you want to create for yourself or, or did you find that you wanted to create from those experiences? For a relationship and marriage? Mm -hmm. Um, well, I ended up, I have been married once. Um, but now I'm in a partnership. It's been about two and a half years and we're deeply devoted. We definitely are both. I believe we came together to heal our sexuality. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I think that we're on that journey together because we both bring a lot, you know, of trauma. I mean, everyone does, right? But we're, but we're here. We're still here working on it. We haven't let it split us up. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I think that journey so can bring you so close to somebody. With, with my partner, I think we're on a similar journey of like, healing but also a lot of exploration and sort of pushing boundaries together and that is like such vulnerable and um intimate work you know like it's it's uh it's a whole journey on and of itself that I feel like if you allow it can really bring you even closer you know and, and can be such a a, yeah. a bond yes yeah and I think that there has to be something there. Like you can only do it with someone you really trust. Right. And that mm -hmm. there, the vulnerability is there and the bond is there. I mean, the work makes it deeper, but, but there needs to be that, that trust and that knowing, right. That depth of connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's awesome. So that's where I'm at now. I mean, if, if we make it through the hurdles, you know, we could get married. I mean, that's his goal. I, you know, I'm in a place right now just taking it day by day and, sure. um, you know, slightly different priorities, seeing where it goes. But I mean, I love him. I love him. I love him so much, right? Like there's so many times we wish we didn't love each other because it'd be so easy, so much easier <laughs> to leave, right? In those arguments. But it's that love that like just kept us like, like that's that you know yeah. yeah um I love that okay so moving forward so after you did weddings where did you find yourself oh yeah so I got totally burnt out totally burnt out <laughs> okay. on weddings and people sure like yeah I and I knew the moment that happened I was I'll tell you guys I was in the middle of a wedding ceremony it was in a church and I was at the back of the church uh-huh at down the aisle and they and you know I had my camera on a tripod and they were doing a lot of like ex, like the minister was talking a lot so there wasn't much shooting right in that moment because it's kind of boring visually and um I started getting uh diarrhea cramps like 
Oh God. Yeah. And was, I mean, the bathrooms are right there at the back. So I like ran into the bathroom. Like, I mean, like I, I didn't miss anything. Right. But it was so like, it was like this message. Like I had a few more, I don't know. I like the rest of the year booked out, but each time it was like, I don't remember all the other things that kept happening, but like I knew, like yeah, this, it was, it's time. The chapter right? is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, that totally. was really funny. I was grateful it happened, and I didn't miss anything, so that was good. <laughs> right. I mean, no one knew. <laughs> it's funny, um, but but at that time, I turned I turned more inward and into nature, um, and I started um, exploring gardens and forests, and just you know, seeing seeing what I shot there, what I connected with, what, what made me feel good. Yeah. Um, and that really started my exploration into herbalism and mm. um, wild edible foods and our connection with nature, the energy and plants and trees and how it, it can serve us and bring us peace. Um, so, I mean, at one point I thought I wanted to be an herbalist. Um, sure. I don't know. We'll see. If yeah, I, if there's it, still if lots happens. of time, right? <laughs> I know. I just don't like being in school. So yeah. I think it, um, but I love eating wild edibles and the weeds in my yard. You know, every time I move to a new place, I like learn about the weeds of that region and um, the way they can nourish us or give us medicine. So that's been a really fun part of, of that journey. Yeah. And then as far as I'd love to touch a little bit on your health journey, because I know Mm. that there has been a lot that you've overcome that that sounds quite inspiring. And so I'd love to hear how that part, like how, how that manifested in your art or how your art supported it um, and brought you to this point, because I think it's a big part of the embodiment journey and the journey back to the body um, and self. Mm, yeah. Well, it was it was during that phase of photographing nature that I did get sick. I couldn't go out anymore and shoot. I became really sensitive to the light. Mm. I got headaches. Like I had, was in bed all day. Um, and so I feel like that exploration into the natural world, you know, of how it can support us through nutrition and medicine informed my healing journey right mm-hmm. like i looked for doctors who were naturopaths as opposed to traditional doctors i worked with an herbalist and a nutritionist and chinese medicine right mm-hmm. so i think it it gave me um a more a broader perspective of healing and what was available yeah so that was really good um for a while i thought i i was scared i wouldn't be able to see again i mean not visually but like as an artist, like compositionally, mm. right? Like I didn't shoot for several years. Oh, wow. I remember when I was well enough to go back out and shoot at a garden, um, I was really happy. Like I, once I saw, got the film back, it, it was, ah, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. I, I still have it. I can still see, sure, right? Sure. Like yeah. it was, um, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so that does that bring us up to today, or was there more something after you were able to get back out into into the world yeah. and into shooting? Yeah, I mean the 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 illness journey was ten years, um, a little bit on and off. 
but I wasn't working. Like I wasn't running my business and I wasn't earning income at the time. Um, my family was supporting me. Yeah. I had to move back in with my dad and, um, he was amazing. I mean, actually we created an amazing relationship that I never had as a child. So yeah, that was, that was pretty good. He was, he was my rock. I, um, I think I'd be a homeless bag woman if it wasn't for him living on the streets. I mean, there's no way I could have done it, you know? Um, so, so fast forward to now really last, um, let's see. So this is 2020, the end of 2019, I had a neighbor who knew I was a photographer. I hadn't been working yet. Right. I was still on disability, um, living with my partner at the time. Yeah. And, um, she asked me if I take her picture and of her and her partner. And I was like, well, right. Yeah. I used to do that. I guess so. Right. Like, sure. <laughs> well, she, it, she totally like that, that request, like, like put it back in my head. Like what, why can't I, right? Yeah. Like I may not be able to be at full speed again. I mean, I still have fatigue and some other stuff, you know, that I'm working on, but um, so it just got me, thinking again and and creating and Mm -hmm. moving forward and as I was um so I put the word out in my community here and I live in St. Petersburg Florida and um started just photographing people um and it was mostly women and um it was just it wasn't for money it was just practice and seeing what it felt like seeing if I could hold the camera again um and I found that with women there was so much self-consciousness, so much self-criticism, mm-hmm. right? Like it was yeah. really hard to connect with their essence. Um, it was different. Like shooting a bride, she doesn't care. She's happy, right? Like she's sure. in her moment, right? Like it's so easy. But here I am just shooting a 40-year-old woman out in, in nature and saying, okay, here's a camera. How do you want to look? Right? Like it was this moment of like, Oh, I have to do something with this. Mm. You know, like I have to, I have to bring them some connection, um, some peace. Like we would take a minute, close our eyes, take some deep breaths. And usually that would bring them back, you know, Mm. into their heart space and relaxation. Yeah. Um, But it was hard to like focus on that and the composition and the lighting like, and I wanted to take them deeper. So that's when I got the idea of working with, um, with a local healer. And I asked her to come along on a session and do, she was a breath worker, do some guided uh-huh. meditation, some movement. And, oh my God, it was amazing. Like she was there, she was there. We did it before the shoot. She was there during the shoot, like each time we moved location. And the client just was so connected she was so open, so free. I mean, so full of light. Mm. It was, I mean, it was amazing. And I was like, bam, art and healing. Like, that's what I'm doing. That's yeah. what I want to do. Got it. Um, and then the, the really cool thing is when I, I asked the healer, I said, what do you want to be called on my website? And she said, I'm a feminine embodiment guide. And I had never heard that term before. Mm-hmm. And and I fell in love with it. Like it was a spark of inspiration. Like I was like, oh, I don't know what that is, but I want that. You know, like yeah, I want yeah. to be for that. Yeah. Like, I know 
clue. Um, so, I mean, so then I developed this whole offering and then COVID came, right? Got it. And I, we couldn't go out, couldn't shoot. We were just about to launch it together. Had the business cards, going to go to the networking groups, like, bam, it just. So, um, can I ask one question before we get yeah. into how you pivoted for COVID, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think offers its own like unique mm-hmm. opportunity for healing as well, because mm-hmm. um, which we'll get into. Uh, but mm-hmm. I am curious, like as you found this ability to bring these two together in such a powerful way, which like, man, if we could just have embodiment coaches everywhere, right? Like in yeah. the White House, in like our Congress, <laughs> if like everybody was just like required to do breath work and movement before they made any decisions, I think the world yeah. would be a much happier place. Um, yeah. But how did it affect, I mean, as you were coming out of this, you know, period of, um, you know, coming back into your wellness and, and your strength mm-hmm. and ability to, mm-hmm. to, to do this art form again, how was it impacting you and, and, and your mm. ability to heal and, and take some of this on? Mm, yeah. Well, it, it helped. As I started um... – working with more embodiment guides during COVID, which we'll get to, but you know, like I, now I know so many, um, it, it helped me start understanding what it really meant. Right. And one of the embodiment guides one time said, what's your experience with embodiment? And I was like, mm, you know, I'm not really sure I even understand truly what that means. Right. Like, sure, sure. <laughs> like I decided to be a little vulnerable with her. Right. And just, not be in my marketing phase, you know, yeah. like marketing hat. And so she explained it and I realized um, that I haven't, I hadn't up till that point been living in my body with all mm-hmm. the illness and the trauma of the experiences. Like I had checked out. And um, so, so that really brought awareness to, wow, here I am again. My art is leading my life right? Like it's time to get back in my body. Um, I started working with a local myofascial release therapist and um, she took one look at me and she said, your body's like locked in the fetal position, you know, like, like your your fascia is like, again, from the trauma and wanting to stay safe. Of course. So, so we, we're, we're, we're slowly, you know, like unlocking that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And releasing the physical holding of that, yeah. you know, that tightness that I, I feel a lot. So, so that's been really wonderful. Um, There's something coming up for me too about, and, and I feel really passionate in this way of, of women and, and, you know, vulva having people of like taking up space and that expansion mm. kind of, um, makes me think of that and even this embodiment guide to expand in these photo shoots because I think that's that's part of it right is like letting ourselves be seen letting ourselves be vulnerable letting like our light shine and to its full mm. capacity yeah. is yeah. so scary and so powerful yeah. at the same time yeah yeah well, I mean, I also, I have a friend who made a guided meditation recording for me. Uh, it was custom made. It's called Let Your Inner Light Shine. Mm. I think that's Let Your Inner Light Shine, something like that. And um, I give that to all my clients before 
the photo shoot to listen it's you know it's slightly suggestive you know to be able to relax and be seen in front of the camera so it's really wonderful to listen to like for a few nights before the photo shoot um and you have it you know it's yours to keep and then of course there's the session with the embodiment guide that you know right before the photo shoot so you get a lot of support yeah, it sounds like it. And so then, yeah, so pivoting into COVID, so you guys were just about to launch and then mm-hmm. the world shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, as, as you know, yeah. curveballs happen. And so yeah. what what was the, the pivot from there mm. into what you're doing now? Yeah, well, I first found a group of photographers on Facebook that were playing with remote capture. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so much fun like I like you know the first I don't know however long we you know depressed and miserable and what are we going to do to like oh my God, look what they're doing you know like let's I want to play yeah there's possibility mm-hmm. yeah and we like photographed each other I photographed uh I don't know there was a photographer in England I photographed virtually and Ireland and Canada and it was like I could do this like yeah. you know it's like I like this is for me, it really resonated. For me, it was very um, magical. There's a lack of technical control, um, which is how I used to shoot nature. When I'm out in nature, I shoot with a, a, a plastic toy camera. There, there's like no, there's nothing technical about it. It's all intuition, magic, composition, you know? So yeah. this reminded me of that. And, um, and so that, and I mean, so yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. So how do you do the how do you do the remote? Because it's through somebody's phone and they mm-hmm. set it up with like your mm-hmm. guidance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do it through a video call, either FaceTime or WhatsApp, and you have to have strong Wi-Fi to get good results. Um, and we have a virtual consult the week before the portrait session again to help you prepare to get all the unknowns known, right? So you can relax and just enjoy. And what we do is you show me around your space. Um, We pick some locations, you know, based on lighting and composition. We go into your wardrobe and pick out some outfits that that match your intention. Um, And I help you set up, if you don't have a tripod for your phone, I help you um, set one up. Um, I don't have a, a cell phone can fit like in a coffee mug or a water glass. Sure. You, know, you put a towel in there, you can stand it up. So um, stack it on some books. I mean, we just get that all figured out so you don't have to worry about it on the day of the shoot. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And then so do you just capture it? You're doing screen captures. Yeah, I am taking screen captures on my phone of what I'm seeing through your phone. Right, right. So, I mean, you're you're doing a little bit of work. Like, you have to, you know, um, put the phone in the tripod, then go stand over there, and then I might say, oh, wait, come back and turn me a little bit this way. And it's fun because I shoot through the back of the cell phone, the back lens, so you're not on selfie mode. Okay. So you can't see yourself, which actually is very releasing, yeah. right? Like, you have to you can now be in your moment and you're not controlling what you look like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like so detrimental, I feel like, on Zoom and all the ways that we're communicating yeah. now, you have to be purposeful. I'm like, I don't want to see yeah. myself. I don't want it to be distracting, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 
And and it's a little bit of it, it's letting go and trusting me, mm-hmm. right? Like that relationship we've built over the past few weeks. It's like it's important that you trust me, that mm-hmm. that you can let go in those moments and relax and connect. So, but it's fun. We laugh a lot because you can't see me. So instead of like telling you pose like this, you know, yeah. like I have to say, put your right hand on your right cheek, and sometimes. The right and left gets confused, you yeah. know, because of the mirroring effect. Sure, and, sure, sure. And twist this. Like, I can't just go up there and twist you, you know? Like, I, so right. it's a communication challenge for me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> a specificity, right? Like, getting very yeah. clear. Um, yeah. I love that. And so, and this embodiment, part of it is is still present right like it's still mm-hmm. it still is the first thing i think you you do well the so you have the session with the embodiment guide and then you have like 15 or 20 minute break to change your clothes or do some makeup or whatever you know just or 30 minutes and then we start the photo shoot Got but it. the cool thing is um right now i'm actually witnessing the embodiment sessions right so i get on that zoom call and i'm on silent but i can see the moment where where you truly connect right so i can it it informs the shoot for me and like i had one client who every time she put her hand on her heart she totally lit up like her face just went turned on right totally radiant and i saw that in the embodiment session because they were doing some stuff and so i brought that into the into the shoot, you know, whenever she was getting uptight or a little worried or nervous, I'd have her put her hand on her heart, lit up, took lots of pictures. I mean, yeah. it was just, it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Makes my that. job so much easier with the embodiment guide. Yeah. And then, so there you're doing for individuals and then partners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what I think is so cool about the work that I saw that's on your website is, first of all, the ability, even though, you know, it's remote and perhaps not quite as ideal, there is something, I think, to the effect of like, you're in your own space, you're mm-hmm. really alone, right? Like you don't have another body in there to mm-hmm. make you uncomfortable. So like, there is an opportunity to go even deeper to to relax even more in your given Mm -hmm. in your given safety that you've already built which I think is really cool yeah Yeah. I mean and that's really great for couples that want to explore erotic photography for themselves Mm -hmm. or kink or BDSM I'm not really there like you don't have a third person in your bedroom with a camera and because you're not on selfie mode and you're just kind of hearing my disembodied voice I mean you really have time and space and safety to drop into your moment and your connection, you know, with between the the two partners. Yeah. So that's really, um, that's really beautiful. But, you know, at the same time, it's very intimate because of the nature of the work. It it feels like I've been in their home, right? And they feel like they've had me in their home. Like, it's very interesting. It's different than just having a cell phone call, a FaceTime call with your friend. I think it's because we're actually doing work together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's something really intimate about the way that we connect over technology. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's 
it's exciting and and you know I've done one a friend of mine did is doing remote and I was doing it before you know as like a test person and it was a blast like it was it was super weird and you know we we shot in my like in my shower like in my bathroom and like different places and you're like this doesn't make any sense and then somehow the pictures come out and it's super fucking cool um yeah, but and also what I love about the work that you're doing, particularly even with like individuals and with partners, is like capturing these small moments, those mm. small moments that can really, um, I don't know, they're just so powerful. And I don't think we we get to see ourselves in those small moments. And there's something mm. really cool to reflect and and connect to that part of who we mm. are or or who we are in a partnership where like we don't often see that you know from like mm. a, a a third party or you know we don't see the type of connection from the outside which isn't necessary but it is it is a cool thing to hold on to like a, a moment in time yes I mean that's my goal is to create the final artworks so you have this tangible lifelong mm-hmm memory that you can always come back to. If you're in partnership, you you have that you can come and see it. You know, if you're having a hard day or a fight like this, my intention is that it, it brings you back, yeah. right? Like just as strongly as a therapy session would, right? Like you see your love and you see your devotion and that all that other shit just doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're an individual that it just reminds you, like when you're having a hard day or you're down on yourself, I mean, you can look at it and see your beauty and see your light and see your strength. And, you know, and also to see, to see what's there and what's real, you know, maybe it, it, um, it shows you something about yourself and your journey. In fact, one of the people I photographed, um, at the beginning, when I first started, she, um, I mean, I don't think she was overweight by any means, but but she felt she was overweight, right? So she was she was a little self conscious and a little concerned. And um, I made we made beautiful pictures. She was very happy with them. Yeah. But um, you know, I follow her on social media, and like six months later, she's like, "Oh my god, she's like totally slimmed down, got muscle." Like 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 I haven't talked to her yet, but um, I I wonder if like those pictures might have been the turning point to be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do something about this, right? Like yeah. she saw the potential. So I've been meaning to, I've been meaning to write to her and ask her about yeah, that. I mean, she's, sure. she's beautiful either way, but sure. you can see like that, like what that did for her. So, and so yeah. out of curiosity, um, before we get to, to your website and how people can yeah. contact you, have you photographed yourself in this way or had this kind of experience? Well, when I was first learning it with the other photographers, I modeled for some of the photographers. And how was so, it? So it was fun. I mean, I'll be honest, most of them were boudoir photographers and I'm not a trained boudoir shooter. Mm-hmm. So um, like, I mean, there's amazing boudoir shooters out there, right? Like I, like, like, like I have great respect for them. Um, but their training is more about the poses. Mm-hmm. you know like and how the the how to pose um and for me I I feel like I shoot more from the inside out mm-hmm. I'm I'm you know connecting to the feelings and of course looking at the lines and composition 
but they had me doing all these poses that were so painful. Oh, like no. it was just so uncomfortable. Like stick your booty out more, arch your back more, arch your... and I was like, oh my God, like like how can you capture my essence? Like I'm miserable right now. Look sexy. I don't know. I mean, I know not everyone's like that. So I mean it was just it was my own moment of yeah. of like realization that that like I'm on my path and I like what I do. Um but one of the photographers was a portrait photographer and she took some really cool um, images of me. And in fact, I think it's my Zoom face. Um, oh, cool. My Zoom picture is that one. So it was really fun, but I'm definitely a photographer, not so much a model. I didn't, <laughs> I ended up wanting to shoot more than model. So. Got it. Yeah, 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 um, totally. Yeah. Oh, wait, one of them took some sexy pictures for my partner because he made the request. Oh, cool. kind of cool, yeah. How yeah, fun. That was kind of cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. how much are your sessions, or is there like, if, do people contact you? How how do how do people set this up if they're interested in in shooting? With yeah. You? Well, um, the website RebeccaTolk.com has all the information. Um, it's got a booking page where you can go and and sign up and pay and you know get everything started. Um. I'm on Facebook, Rebecca Tolk Photography. I'm on Instagram, Rebecca Tolk, you know, so you can um, reach out any of those ways. You can give me a call. I have, if you sign up on the email list on my website, there is a, um, a free PDF I send you that's um, called How to Prepare for a Remote Portrait Session. So it goes over a lot of tips and ideas and just, you know, things that you might be concerned about. It answers those questions. Cool. Um, and I found that that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. After COVID, do you think you'll continue doing remote? I think so. I yeah. mean, I love it. Like I've gotten to meet and photograph people all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely um, expanded that for me. Um, I really, I love it. I mean, to me, I, like it's expansive, like not limiting, right? Like some people going remote in their business is limiting and they can't wait to get back to normal. Like yeah. for me, it's expansive and it mm. feels really good. And I think that, um, you know, when travel is available, the people that I've met in other communities now, if they want in-person shoots, you know, it just expands my my client base and the people that I can serve. Yeah. So I love it. I have no plans to stop doing it. As long as people want it, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and, and mm. connecting with you. Me too. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yay. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. <laughs> that was so awesome. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and next week, we actually have one of her embodiment coaches as well to talk about her embodiment process that she does before these photographs and then her own work um, with sexuality and intimacy, uh, which is really awesome. So stay tuned for that. Uh, as always, please follow us on social media at Finding My Yum Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We post behind the scenes. Um, slide into those DMs. We love your requests for 
for different content or suggestions of different guests we always utilize them and try to bring them on uh we have a youtube channel me too um, so please hit that subscribe button uh we're super excited to be sharing content on so many platforms and so if you're more of a visual person please check it out finding my own podcast on youtube yeah, I've always been kind of a visual person when I listen to podcasts. I'm like, I wonder what these people look like. I should check it out. So <laughs> totally. I'm, I'm glad that we can show that now. Um, also, as always, uh, if you have more long form thoughts or, or questions or have a guest that you'd like to recommend, you can do that uh, through our email at findingmayam at gmail.com. And as always, make sure to rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and, uh, and share with some friends uh, so we can keep growing this family. Yeah. We're so excited to keep bringing awesome content. We have so much cool stuff coming up. So uh, stay yummy, stay excited. We'll see you next week.